Good morning. Good morning. It is me, 10th. Happy Mother's Day to one and all. All those you mothers out there who are listening, welcome to New Life Horizon Church. Welcome. To those who are not mothers, welcome. Holy Spirit, we welcome you in this place. This morning, I would just like to take the opportunity to give the Lord thanks for his goodness, for his grace towards us. It is his grace why we're still standing, because we are not of perfection. We fall from grace so many times. And for all those mothers who think that they're not alone, you are not alone, single mothers out there, the Lord is with you. He will keep you and he will bring you through. Yes, yes, blessed good morning to one and all. Um, happy Mother's Day. Different direction in how um, I'm going to share the word this morning. And um, I kind of remember that it's Mother's Day and the theme of Mother's Day. And you know, um, to celebrate mothers. Somebody posted a, a joke on Facebook and um, they wanted to show why mothers were celebrated. So this is what they posted. I'm going to try to describe it because I know you're listening. Um, there, is, there are two chickens. They're eating. There is a, um, a rooster and a hen. They're, eat, they're eating out of a bucket. Out of bucket. And um, the chicks saw them eating and they're running to them and they're eating. And the, the rooster, one of, one of the chickens, the chicks run to the rooster and he kept on eating. And then everybody run to the mother hen and what she did was so remarkable. She stopped eating and she picked the food out with her mouth and with her beak and put it on the, on the ground so that the chicks could eat. And at this time, <laughs> the rooster <laughs> still having my head in the bucket to eat. He looked up for a minute and he continued eating. And the mother hen kept feeding all the chicks before she continued eating. She made, made sure all the chickens were fed, all her baby chicks were fed. And I'm like, wow, even in the animals, <laughs> the Lord um, giving them that nurturing nature. So we understand he made them male and female. So yesterday I was walking, walking by um, a waterfront and there were some ducks. 
and I was taking pictures of the ducks. And um, I noticed also that this was a mother duck, <laughs> and she had her, her, her ducklings, you know. And she was, she saw me coming and she actually, she actually charged at me. And I said, hey, what's going on, man? I'm not, I'm just here to take some pictures. And she was there um, protecting the chicks because, man, they're kind of clueless. They're just, you know, up and down. Some of them sleeping. And she kind of made a sound and they, they woke up. Like she was saying, there's an intruder nearby, so please be on the guard. And she was there. I was there watching them for a little bit. Then came the, the father duck. He came along. And um, I don't know. It's weird that she said she made a sound. And he, he came closer. And then he was like coming towards me. And I said, whoa, look at that. She was what? Then when he came, she actually stepped back. And then I said, sir, sorry. I just taking pictures, you know. And then I left. All right, so we, we, we see the, the nature of God in, in the animals. And he also has given us his nature. And um, he has a relationship with us. So the title or the topic today is Meeting God in the Margin. Meeting God in the Margin. Um, I was reading my... My favorite um, scripture, First Samuel 1, um, favorite scripture. It goes to three, but it's the whole idea of Samuel and how Samuel came about. And um, we saw that there was somebody that wanted a child. And uh, I'm going to try to, as best as possible, to with God's grace to see how we can get into the code of what's going on. So let us pray. Father, thank you again for this day, the day we celebrate as Mother's Day. As we already prayed for mothers, for expecting mothers, for those who are wanting to be mothers, and even for those who don't want to be mothers right now, for whatever hurt, Father, whatever pain, whatever is going through their minds at this time, Lord, we ask for peace, we ask for comfort, and we ask that, Lord, your will will be done and that they will be able to unite and link with you and meet you at the margin. So, Lord, we thank you for your grace. Allow, allow your word to speak through me and whatever I've written on the pages, no matter how, how, how long or how, how much I studied or tried to prepare, Lord, if you want to clear it out, we give you full access. It is in your son, matchless name, Jesus Christ, we pray today. Amen. All right, so um, there is a, a thought that came I want to share before I, um, before I continue. So... Um, a thought came to me while I was studying, and it, it mentioned that the idea of we, we have gotten comfortable, we have gotten, you know, a little bit complacent on this side of the world because we got used to certain things. Uh, we have fast food restaurants, we have this, we have, everything is a quick access. 
And then in the light of persons who are living on the other side of the world where to go to certain, to get food, to get certain things, they have to walk miles and they have to wait long and they have to join long lines. And, and I'm so, wow. And the Lord has remind me that persons here are seeing a piece of what is, what, what is and what is continued to be other cultures, how they to get food or to get supplies. And persons here in the States, we're not used to it, so it's, it's kind of um, a dysfunction or it's kind of, you know, but it's, it's an idea of to, to create gratitude because we can admit that we haven't been too, we call it, no, give me a word, too graciously thanking him for the, the little. But when everything is taken away, then we, we get into to the whole um, mindset of being careful to thank him. Because um, he said that we have gotten too fat physically and spiritually. That we are not ex 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 exercised the, the faith that we have so that we can see miracles on this side of the earth. Um, to see his goodness, to, th to, to see things happen, um, we have to walk in his confidence and exercise the little that we have given. Then a question was asked, if not now, when? When are we going to be exercising the word that we have gotten? The word that we, we have gotten so many words, we have gotten so many word and knowledge, so many inspiration. We, we have access to Bible, we have access to libraries, we have access to books. But yet still, on this side of the world, we're not seeing the tangible move of God. We're not seeing miracles, we're not seeing, um, like, the idea that the, the virus is here. Um, probably there are testimonies, but we need to see testimonies of people being healed from this disease because when he said he um he covered all disease um this is one of them but yet we have we have gotten fearful just like the world because guess what this is going this is affecting everybody but he's waiting for us to be hungry enough to do that. So if, if we don't have food, we started to fast. If we, if we don't have things, we, we cut back. There's nobody shopping in the malls as before. So in this, even though it's a bad thing, our attention is being changed to realize, Lord, what is going on? And um, so the text, as I mentioned before, is from First Samuel. And to give a backdrop, um, we understand that there, there was a man and he came from, from the Ephorite tribe. Um, his name was Elkanah. So there's something that I saw. It, it, it spoke about where he lived, the, his heritage, the tribe and the fathers that came before him. And um, he was from one of the tribes of um, the 12 tribes of Juba, Judah. So we understand what is a tribe. Um, the definition that, that I got of a tribe is the, it's a group of people or community 
with similar values or interests, a group with common ancestors. Um, there's a common leader, there's an example when people get together, that is a tribe. The tribe um, has different numbers and we can see when there are a number in the tribes and they say, you are of that tribe, you are of that, you know. So there's a connection with the people. So we, we also notice that I have to read the scripture because we want to make sure uh, we stay on point and I don't paraphrase or make mistakes as we, we go into it. So it's First Samuel 1. So I, I'm pulling up my um, electronic Bible um, for those who have it. Um, it is good for those who have the paper. It is also good. All right, so let me read it. Now there was a certain man of Ramathim Zophif, of the Mount of Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jehoram, the son of Eliu, the son of Toho, the son of Zoph, and Ephrathite. Nice clue there. And he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other was Penina. And Penina had children, and Hannah had no children. So I, I was thinking, and a thought came to me. This guy has, has two wives. And somebody said, Lord, what, does, what does, can this mean? And he said, um, I just got something. I hope it's right. He said, this guy is married to the world and to the church. And I said, to the world? I mean, that sounds weird. So we, as we go down, we will see a, a definition in the characters of both persons. It is not right to tease somebody or to, to mock them when they're going through their, their, um, their anguish. So I said, this person was mocking um, Hannah for a long time. It, it says year after year. And we, we realized by custom, they were worshipers because they, it said that they went up. Uh, let me go to verse 3. I don't want to paraphrase. And this man went up out of the city yearly, year by year. And we're going to look at these two words. To worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh, in the presence of God. And we saw that the two sons were there um, of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, they were there. And um, so we, we saw that even our husband, he's, um, he's generous. And when, there was, when, and when the time came, because see, you have to prepare yourself for the offering. You don't just go up and you know that the offering date is coming up. You prepare, you gather everything, and you have to travel to the place where the house of the Lord was. Where the priest, where they reside, where everything has to um, take in place. So the time came for him to, uh, to make an offering. And he gave Penina, his wife, wife number one, we can call her, and all her sons and her daughter's portion. So he gave her 
the sons, the daughters, everybody get a portion. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion. For the Lord, the Lord loved Hannah, but the Lord shut up her womb. We understand in those times to have a child, um, especially a male child, is significant. And um, I don't want to get too far because I was doing another study um, on the godly inheritance. It is significant to the continuation of that family and as remember the tribe. So we said that son begot that person. So it is significant for the continuation and for the name and the, the stature of the family. Um, the, well, the, the girls were there as, as bargaining tools to bring the families together. So for her, she said she wanted a child. She wanted. Um, so we go, we're going to call her Hannah, the house of God. And we're going to call Penina the world and the things of the world, you know. So we say, he has two wives. He gave everything to Penina and her kids. But he gave um, to Hannah, the church, a worthy proportion. Because guess what? He loved Hannah. So we're going to say he loved the church because he went to the thing yearly and it was so significant because when we think about the, the household and the the men being saved it was automatic that the women and children follow because you say we're going to worship so we can see significance when the when the um when the visit to the house they check with the men yes it says, me and my household, everybody see. So it's like one person see of the, host, the whole household automatically follow the leadership of the man. And likewise, if he's not serving God, then everybody does. Don't, because they, they look to him for, for advice. All right, so she got the, the word portion, but it says her womb was shut up. And we realize when God blocks or stops something, we can say it is for a purpose. It is to actually, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes God wants to see how much we want the thing. You know, we, we cry for the thing, we, we bawl, we complain, and still nothing move. Like, we say, God, what's going on? So, it said no. That's what we can see in verse 7. Or was it 6? You can just see on the tablet. Yeah. And it said, her adversary also provoked her sore. So that is Penana. She's um, provoking her every day. But with the provocation, it caused her to fret. Because guess what? She's saying, oh God, I'm getting older. Um, the year is passing, year after year. She's offering the sacrifice. I, I, I can see when... Elkanah give her the, the portion. She threw everything. Because she said she want to get God's attention. And, and so it is when, 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 in, in our lives when we can look at parallel with the, the things that we don't have and the things that we want 
the Lord wants to see, because you know, God sees beginning and end, see the whole full circle. And as a good father, um, he doesn't want to spoil us. Because you know, when we get spoiled, we, we lose the gratitude. When we, when we pray and get things the, the minute, not that we get confident, but we get cocky. We get overconfident with the thing. We, we're not humbled. Not that he's using this to humbler, but the idea that we must approach him in, in that humility when we come to approach him. Because see, she has an issue. She's coming to the Lord. She, need, she needs an answer. So when we come to the Lord, we, don't, we just don't come to the Lord just like that. We come with preparation. So she realized every year she's coming with the worship and the sacrifice. And um, we also want to, to make a significant um, adjustment to worship. So what is worship? It's the feeling or expression with reverence and adoration to God. The feeling or expression of reverence and adoration to God. And God don't want nothing to be held higher than him. He's the only one that should be adored in this way. Sacrifice. It's the act of surrendering. And the word says slaughtering the animals as an offering to God. Our supernatural father. Worship and sacrifice. So that is it. We're meeting God at the margin. Between worship and sacrifice. What are we worshiping? And what are we sacrificing? What are we worshiping? And what are we sacrificing? So... We realize now that she saw that her womb was shut. And her adversary was provoking her every year. And it says in verse 7, And so as he did year by year, when he went up to the house of the Lord, and this is another point, the house of the Lord right now is not in the physical buildings because we realize on a Sunday today there is nobody gathering in the physical buildings. So right now we're gathering in homes. So I said, Lord, that is so funny that you're using the word house and we're in homes and everybody in their homes and the, the, the group is getting intimate and the, the time spent is of more value than what it was before. What it was before was a building with a program and then we probably don't do anything for the rest of the week until we meet again. But all of that will change. Because people, we are aligning to the sensitivity of God. And we are, we are, we are, we are getting it, you know. And we always say, Lord, forgive us also if we have missed it. In the things that we, we yearn after. In the things that we say we want. In the idea of worshipping and putting sacrifices before you. Because the thing with the worship and the sacrifice, it can be refused. If it's not done in a 
prescribed way. Just as remember the brothers when they came and they came to um, bring sacrifices before God and the, the, the guy knew that he was supposed to bring the animal and he brought food and he was wondering why God don't accept it. Because it wasn't the prescribed way. God has a prescribed way in how we are supposed to approach him. Alright, so we saw that year after year. And it says that she, she was so provo provoked. Therefore, she wept and did not eat. There is something so loving about God that even in our tears and our crying, um, it really don't move it. It don't move him. But he'll wipe away our tears. But it, it don't touch him in, in, in for him to act. The, the Lord don't look at tears in that aspect. Crying and complaining about this. Um, complaining about that. The, the Lord wants us to come to him in, in confidence. So the, the husband saw her weeping. And he, said, and he said to her, Why weepest thou? Why are you not eating? Why is your heart so grieved? Am I not better than ten sons? <clears throat> so you see, he's even reminding us about the, the idea of having sons or he said, am I not better than ten sons? So Anna rose up after they have eaten in Shiloh, in the presence of the Lord. And after they had drunk, now Eli the priest sat upon the seat of the temple of the Lord. He was just there as a, as a figurehead because we realize the Lord warned him about his position. And he, he was in a position of authority at the time. So we realize now, we said that the Lord don't respond to tears because she was crying about her situation, wanting a child. But I can see now, this is how I, I see her, her response change because see, after you cried so many times and nothing happened, then you have to realize the crying not working because you cry, you cry, and nothing changed. So he said, okay, uh, let me stop crying. And the Lord even gives us um, a time to grieve because he, he understands the heart and, you know, and he wept. You know, he said, Jesus wept. So he understands that. But the, 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 the weeping don't really do anything yet. It, it just... Take the burden off your soul so you can pray. All right, so. And she, she's, um, and so she said in her soul, and pray unto the Lord and weep sore. Then now, this is how she's getting God, God's attention. And she vowed and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look upon your afflicted handmaiden, and remember me. And not forget thy handmaiden. But will give thou an, a handmaiden a man child. She was specific. She said she wanted a man child. 
Want to make another note? Whenever we are coming to the Lord with our request, um, it is imperative that we are specific. If we say we want a car, we must give him the model, right? The, the color, the interior, the, the sunroom, the sunroof. Yeah, God is in details. Um, the automatic windows, the, the heated seats for the winter time. What other features the vehicles have? Um, the self-driving automatic, the rear view um, so you can see behind. Yes, he, he, he wants to give us those things. But if we say car, I will see an old rusty bucket. We must be thankful and bless his name because a car manifested out of our prayer. But if we're specific to the model and the make and the features, when the car comes, we say, yes, Lord, that is what we prayed for and we, we, are, we have seen it in, in, our, in, our, in our midst, you know? So the Lord is specific. She said she wants a man-child. Then she did something remarkable. This is where we, we, we can get in trouble now because we, we, we get the car, right? And we don't want nobody coming at the car. You see how we get in trouble? We, uh, we don't want nobody come and step up on the carpet and you know, eat food in the car, especially when it's new. You notice we treat the car look a bit different when it's new, when it's brand new, yeah, we, the, the air condition, the, everything is perfect, the scent of the car. But we don't want nobody come and mess up the car. But she did something very rem remarkable. She said, if I get the car, I'm going to give it away. But she said, if I get the child, I'm going to give unto the Lord the child all the day, days of his life. And that no razor will come upon his head. So we say, my wife, enough, enough head of here. So she said, the thing that she wants, she's going to give it back to the Lord. Very smart woman. Very smart. She, she understand how God works in a, in a, in a, in a way because she, she wants to, to outgive God. We, we, we saw David have that same kind of heart. He looked out and saw that the Lord was under a tent. And he said to himself, he said, Lord, how can this be? You have blessed me with a palace with all these amenities. And yet still you are outside on a tent. No, not under my watch. We have to build you a place to make sure you are well covered and well comfortable. And I can see the Lord um, smiling. But you know, because the conversation with David, he said, all right, you get the things and your son will finish building the, the temple because, you know, the thing that he did. And he wasn't upset. He said, thanks, thank you, Lord, thank you. So we see David is a real example of worship. He knows how to get God's attention in everything, even at the, the time when they brought the ark and somebody mistakenly touched it and the person fell dead, David didn't, got, he, he didn't get upset 
he just inquired and said, um, could you guys go back and bring the, the word? I think we, we probably made a mistake. And when he saw that the word said that the ark must be carried on the, 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 the shoulders of the Levites, he said, thank you, Lord. We have done wrong. He was always re repentant of his actions. And um, the Lord loved him for that. Because see, when, when, when truth comes, he's quick to speak the truth in, in his correction. And the Lord, the Lord loves that. So it is that she, she made that, that request to God. So she said, God, if you look upon me, your handmaiden, and if you give me a man-child, I'm going to give him back to you. And to me, sometimes, you know, we say, why she wanted the child to give him back that? But I think she wants to experience the, the awesomeness of childbirth. The awesome feeling of saying, yes, yes, the Lord heard me. Because, see, when we pray and we, we, we see what we are prayed for, it kind of builds our confidence. When we, we say, this is what we want from you, Lord, and the Lord answer it based on how our heart got shifted because her heart changed from the weeping and the complaining to the praying in confidence. She, she, she was confident in knowing that God will answer her prayer. And we, we see the, the awesome, the awesomeness that came out of it. Now, Eli saw her and thought she was drunk and she said, no, no, Lord, no, 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 sir. Um, this is what I'm feeling. And then he, he said, okay, go in peace and may the Lord grant you the petition that you are placed before him. And she said, Let thine handmaiden find grace in thy And thank you for listening. That was part one of Meeting God in the Margin. Stay tuned for part two.